0: This is Festival Vendor, the podcast that takes you on a thrilling journey through the vibrant world of festival vending and traveling as we uncover the challenges, rewards, and inspiring stories of those who've embraced the road and transformed their businesses into unforgettable adventures. Welcome back, fellow vendors. I'm your host, Raven. In this episode of Festival Vendor, we're going to cover the essential equipment you'll need to get started with your vending business and take it on the road. From tents to tables and everything in between, we've got you covered. Before we jump in, let me share a personal experience with you. When we first started vending at festivals, we were really lucky in our choice of a tent. Our first tent was an undercover tent. Uh, we got it through our Costco membership and we loved it. It was an industrial grade tent and it stood up to so many Texas downpours and Oklahoma windstorms and the Utah heat. It was easy enough for one person to set up and take down whenever that was necessary. Uh, And the company, Undercover, makes it pretty easy to purchase replacement parts. I I am not affiliated with them in any way uh, unless they want to love me, in which case I love you, Undercover Tents. But I just want you guys to know that was our honest experience with that particular tent. So we had the tent element covered, but pretty much all the rest of our equipment has changed since then. As we gained experience, we learned the value of investing in quality equipment and planning ahead It made all the difference in creating a professional and successful vending experience or, you know, sort of having a total nightmare. Let's start with the first piece of essential equipment, a tent or canopy. Whether you're at an outdoor market or even some indoor markets, a tent is a must. It provides shade and protection from the elements and ensures a comfortable customer experience, a a lovely shopping experience for your customers. Look for one that's easy to set up and take down. There are a few things that you really need to ensure that you're going to be compliant with the regulations of most larger markets and even a lot of the smaller ones. Many of them are going to require that you have a fire retardant tent, and a lot of them are going to prefer that you have a white tent for uniformity. This isn't always the case, but because so many events do require this, it's a good idea to start with a white tent. Start with a 10 by 10 tent And be really careful. If you go to your local sporting goods store or a Walmart or a Target or whatever, and you start looking for canopies, maybe you're just getting started, maybe you've got something just coming up and you're sort of in a rush, you're going to see a lot of canopies that are going to say 10 by 10, but they're not. They're actually more like 8 by 8 because they have a slanted frame. And you don't want that you want a straight legged 10 by 10 tent that's going to give you every inch of that hundred foot square space so be really really careful invest in the highest quality tent that you can afford it is going to be your home base for all of your events Uh, a caveat here Themed events like Renaissance festivals, medieval festivals, some pirate festivals are going to encourage or outright demand a period-appropriate tent. And we're going to dive into that more in another episode because it is a far trickier situation. Next up, you'll need a sturdy table to display your products. A six to eight foot folding table is a popular choice, but how many tables you bring is actually going to depend on factors like product quantity and space restriction. This is also going to be dependent upon the space that you've been assigned, as well as the rules and regulations of the event. The best thing to do is actually map out the space before you go, especially if you're new to vending. And I mean that However, it's going to work best for you. If you're the kind of person who likes to draw it all out and sort of make your own little map, I really suggest you do that. I've done it. It, It's really helpful. Um, Best case scenario, if you can find a space to physically put up the tent and practice spacing out how you want everything to look, where you want your tables to be that is definitely the best thing that you can do. I've done that too lots of times, even if I'm completely certain and I've done it 100 times and I just wanna try something new, if at all possible, I will set the whole thing up and mess with it and do what I want and then break it down again. As far as how many you wanna bring, I wanna also say we have found time and time again that bringing more just in case is the best thing to do. If you have room for four tables in your vehicle, bring four. It is better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. There have been so many times when an event has sent us information and told us, for example, we could only have one or two sides open. And then when we got there, as it turned out, we could have three sides open or all sides open if we wanted. And if we didn't have the extra tables and the extra display equipment, we would have been stuck. According to a report by Business Wire, 93% of customers say that product visual appearance influences their purchasing decisions. So having a well-organized and appealing display can significantly impact your sales. Again, I want to encourage you to consider mapping out your booth space before the event to ensure not just that everything is where you want it to be, but that you have sufficient tables and sufficient display materials. Again, we have learned from experience, bringing more equipment just in case can save the day when event guidelines change unexpectedly. At Renaissance Festivals, we learned the hard way that modern looking displays just did not resonate with an audience. So we had to invest in period appropriate displays to enhance our booth's appeal. Your display materials should align with your overall branding and marketing strategies. For themed events like renaissance festivals, medieval fairs, period-appropriate displays are even sometimes required. And we're going to dive more into that again later when we discuss the difference in between themed events and more commonplace events. In addition to aesthetics, consider the weight and size of your display materials, especially if your vehicle space is limited. Planning everything ahead of time will give you a feel for setup and the takedown. It's going to ensure a smooth experience. As far as your display materials go, you're going to need things like tablecloths, shelves, or racks to display your products. These can be purchased or they can be made at home. You can often find really great display pieces at thrift stores or in your local community. Facebook Marketplace is an excellent resource for this. The display materials that you use need to be directly linked to your overall branding and marketing strategies. So, for example, one of our businesses has a relatively rustic look and feel. So all of our displays are wood only, and they're supplemented by things like wicker baskets and natural fibers. Another one of our businesses is far more modern, and so we use a lot of metal and plastic displays in that case. It's important that your displays don't just match your branding, but are also relatively easy to pack up and put away, sometimes quickly when necessary. Another thing to consider when you think about your display materials is their size and weight. And again, all of this is going to depend on the size of your vehicle. Just as we suggested with the tables, we highly recommend planning everything ahead of time to get a feel for what it's like to unpack, set up, and repack your displays. Small Business Trends says that 85% of customers say that signs tell them a lot about a business's personality and character and influences their decision to enter a store or booth. Effective signage is crucial for attracting customers. Invest in a clear, easy-to-read sign that showcases your business name, possibly also a logo or a slogan. We've actually done both. I lean more towards just the name of the business at this point. I just think it uses more of that capital in a more efficient way. Having a vinyl sign printed for you is a great way to start. It lends professionality to your business. Wooden signs are sometimes required, again, for things like themed events, but they can be more difficult to take and store. So even though they look really cool, keep that in mind. Additionally, consider signs for each product, including pricing and relevant details. And don't forget to provide contact information or a QR code linked to your social media so that you can stay connected with customers after the event. Another vital piece of equipment is a reliable payment processing system. From a cash box to credit card readers or mobile payment apps like Venmo, having multiple payment options will cater to diverse customer preferences. For the record, again, they're not a sponsor unless they want to love me, in which case we welcome them with open arms. But Square is our preferred method. We really, really like it. It's worked for us for years really, really efficiently. We do want to caution you that the more ways to pay that you're going to offer, the more you have to keep track of for your taxes also. Don't forget that different payment applications have different fees associated with them, so you'll have to absorb those fees into your costs, or at least consider that they will impact your profits. MasterCard says that 87% of customers say that they use credit cards more than cash, even for small purchases. Personally, we find we generally see a 60-40 split between cash and card, Uh, The 60% is the card and the 40% is the cash, but that does shift from event to event and from state to state. To ensure a smooth shopping experience, make sure you have enough product inventory. Balancing the right amount of inventory can be challenging, so be prepared to regularly restock in order to meet customer demand. This, of course, leads to another really big question, which is how much should you take? Some people have a real calculus for how many products to take, but this is really going to depend on what you sell and where you're selling. To some degree, this is information that you won't have until you start doing events, which is why in our previous episode, we recommend that you're very deliberate in your after event assessments. For those of you who are just getting started, the best advice is to take as much as you can. The same rule applies here as it did before. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Transportation is also a key consideration for on-the-road vendors. Choosing a vehicle that is reliable and versatile to carry your products and equipments efficiently. And this can include a car, a van, a trailer, a combination of these things. This is also something that we're going to cover more in depth in another episode because this is a huge part of being a vendor, especially an on-the-road vendor. You're going to need something reliable, and you're going to need something versatile. We've been really successful with everything from a tiny Kia sedan to the largest SUV that Ford makes. But for us, the vehicle struggle continues to be real, so it's a huge, huge part of what you're going to do. Americans are spending more time on the road than ever, with the average age of vehicles reaching an all-time high, not to mention the cost. Remember, investing in quality equipment and planning ahead will set the foundation for a successful vending business. So whether you're just getting started or expanding your journey, make sure you have all the necessary equipment to showcase your products and attract customers to your booth. That concludes this episode of Festival Vendor. We hope you found our insights and experiences helpful as you equip your vending business for success. Stay tuned for more as we continue to share invaluable tips, inspiring stories, and personal anecdotes from the festival vending and traveling world. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, happy vending, safe travels, and we'll see you at the fair.